You sisters know that my skin has been glowing lately, and I'm here to tell you my secret. Oak Essentials. You've heard us talk about their line of luxurious products before, and we're so excited to have them as a sponsor of OK Sister Podcast because now you can join in on the glowy goodness. You know Oak Essentials is legit because it was created by none other than our favorite brand ever, Jenny Kane. Oak Essentials is known for its simple approach to self-care with a lineup of foundational skincare staples made with high-quality ingredients that drive results. It aims to unlock healthy, glowing skin with decadent and hydrating ingredients that give you a luxe, dewy glow. I won't shut up about the Moisture Rich Balm. It's a nutrient-rich balm that supports collagen production and delivers serious hydration for a luminous glow. And a luminous glow indeed. The way my skin feels like butter after applying this balm. This balm will make you never want to wear makeup again. And you can apply generously during your night routine to lock in moisture as you dream. It's the definition of beauty sleep. Treat yourself or someone else this season. You sisters will get 15% off and a free organic honey-based restorative mask with their first order. Oh my God, what a deal. When you use code OKSIS15 at checkout. That's right. 15% off plus a gift with your first order at O-A-K-E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L-S.com. Promo code OKSIS15, OKAYSIS15. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self care, you deserve it. Welcome to OKSIS. We are two cultural observers and curious minds who happen to be related. I am Scout. And I am Maddie. Get ready for some serious sororal energy as we chat about and comment on one another's current fixation of the week. Okay, sis. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, sis. Okay. I love it. Though. I love the way you say okay. <laughs> is it? Is it okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. okay, guys. So the word of the week this week is beatific. <laughs> I had to I don't read that really. Wait, say it like normal. Beatific. Beatific. Yeah. Okay. Beatific. And it means having a blissful appearance. I'm obsessed with this word yeah, already. This is, how have we never known about this word? Beatific. I, I think we're saying it wrong. No, we're is not. It, is it like be, is it emphasis? It's know. beatific. 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 Okay. So can you be beatific? Yes, it's an adjective. All right. Say so the say the say it again. Sorry, uh, sorry. Say the definition. Having a blissful appearance. Yes. So is this all looks or is this internal? Um, I'm gonna take it as internal. Okay, I was gonna, I'm gonna say interpret. external. Oh, because appearance. Mm. But you could also just have like a blissful essence but about you, but that's not appearance. That's not appearance. Okay. So tell me how you maintain a blissful appearance. Do I? Yeah, you do. Oh, okay. Um, okay, I, this podcast is too skincare heavy. I'm sorry. Well, that's your fault, not mine. I know. I'm sorry, guys. It is very, it's very much a current fixation of mine because I keep talking about it. It's very it. much not a current fixation of um, mine. Okay, so blissful appearance. Um, it's definitely not the amount of sleep because I don't sleep that much. Really? No. That's interesting. I know. I sleep I, a lot. It's something I, I don't like to talk about. But okay. anyways. Um, I wake up 
now I'm just telling you my wake. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I wake up. I, I you work out. I work out. Oh, working out. That's a big thing yeah. for my blissful appearance. I work out every day. So that attributes to me. I, that just attributes to my internal s- stability, though, as well. But it also has appearance benefits. Yeah, sort of. Like you have muscle. Yeah, yeah. And it also keeps you glowing and keeps you energized. Yeah, energized, glowy, always trying to look glowy, that's for sure. Um, I drink a shit ton of water. Yeah, so do I. Like, like, I think I overdose on water. I think so, too, actually. I'm constantly drinking water. I, I, like, right now, I've already drank, like, four bottles of water since we started hanging out, and I'm parched. Yeah, I'm parched right now. I'm parched. I feel like I have vocal fry because I'm so You parched. always have vocal fry. No, I've been so good lately. <laughs> I have not had vocal fry the last two episodes. Everyone, please slide into our DMs if you think Scott has vocal fry. <laughs> Anyways. Um, no, I drink a lot of water. I think that attributes a lot to it. Um, I've been sh- drinking collagen. I don't know if that shit works. Yeah, they that's say up it takes, in the air for They me. say it takes a lot. Like, it takes a couple months for it to kick in. But it says, like, your skin will, like, be out of control. And just, like... Your hair grows and whatever. Mm. I don't know. I don't really understand it. But um, and your nails are supposed to grow. I don't Should know. Should we try it out for three months? I do. I have been. And I've nothing? been drink. I've been for sure drinking it for three months, and nothing has happened. This thing. I don't. I do so many things that I don't know. Do you know what's I don't know what? what exactly. And so, like, I take so many vitamins. I drink collagen. I drink magne- the calm magnesium. Um. I, what do I do in the mornings? Drink chaga, XCT oil. No idea what that does, but I heard that it's good. Um, a lot, of, yeah, again, a lot of vitamins. Um, what are the other things I do to me, to be blissful? Blissful, blissful. Um, I, well, I, I need to, my hair is just a whole nother issue. But oh, yeah. usually when I look for me. for me to be at my most blissful, blissful state, my hair needs to be straightened and beautified. Nice. Be- beautific. Beut- fuck. Fuck. <laughs> beatific. Beatific. We already forgot the word. Beatific. For my hair to be beatific, it needs to be straight. I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to like embrace the curls, but I just like I cannot. I don't feel myself. I I have the same way. For me, being beatific means that my eyebrows are done. Like a hundred and fifty. Oh, okay, okay. I understand it now. Eyebrows. Hair. Ma- um, nails. When nails. I get my nails done, yeah, it's like right. I feel on top of the world. I feel like I could do anything. Nails. Um, hair done. It's or like I need to do my hair done. Yeah. I don't like when people do my hair. Um, I like getting my hair done. I love. I know this is. I just. I love spray tans. So, I know this is really weird to say, and it sounds like no, strange, I but got, I love I got, them. Um, before my wedding, I got one. Well, I got one previous to the wedding just to try it out, and then I got another one right before the wedding. And I really liked it, but I didn't really like the limitations it put on me. So mm. I was going on my honeymoon, and I you can't go in the pool. You can't go in the ocean. You can go in the pool after you've done after a day. What are really? you talking about? Put it. What are you talking it, about? It fades. 
Well, yeah, it fades if you go in the pool, but you can't. It, you, there's no limitation on you going in the pool. Well, I did really like it, and I didn't think I would because I've never gotten a spray tan in my life. But I did really like it, and I think it looked really good on the day it, of my wedding. It just it transforms your entire look. Like you look so much skinnier. Every photo looks unbelievable. You look yeah. like an Instagram filter. I am so pro spray tans. You can get very nice organic ones too. Like it's not that. There's one in San Diego. There's a whole organic, natural spray tan. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's easy to find. Um, Just, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm over the moon about, I love spray tans. So that's like, but that's special occasions. I don't do it. I yeah. only do it for special occasions. Yeah. Um, okay, keep going with yours. Um, So mine was eyebrows, hair. I'm going to be with you on the nails. Literally, you feel like a superwoman when your nails are done. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Um. I know this is internal, but I think it has external benefits. Meditation. I just feel like it kind of gives me a calm demeanor and mm-hmm. a little bit of a glow, just mm-hmm. like a confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? Um, facials. I feel amazing after a facial. Same. Um, I don't know. I think that's I it. I think we've exhausted our list. This, this is a fun word, though. I really like it. It's a fun it. word. It's very materialistic, but not necessarily important. Not necessarily. There, I mean, it's there, with self-love, there's an internal and external component. And yeah. we're talking about the external component. Yeah, that is very true. I do all these things that I've just mentioned for myself. Exactly. One thing I do for myself that I wouldn't, that is, uh, I do laser. Oh, what's that like? I don't think this goes under this blissfulness well <laughs> but it is something it's it grooming i don't know um yes so i do laser it really hurts i really want to get it done but i'm afraid where um i think just my armpits okay so armpits are fine it oh, really? doesn't hurt at all and it really does work. Like, okay. I literally shaved my armpits, and then I was the kind of girl that it would grow, like, an hour later. Same. And now it grows about a week or two later. Wow. It's, it is inc- it is okay, game-changing. Like, I never think about my, shaving my, eyebrow, or oh my eyebrows God, uh, armpits anymore. ASAP. Yeah. I would recommend it. Other areas are a little tougher. <laughs> Got it. Noted. Noted. Let's move on. <laughs> um, just get a uh, numbing cream. Okay, bye. Or CBD oil works okay works we need to works we need to talk about you let me tell you okay wait 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 wait. challenge okay we do a podcast on cbd oil okay what is cbd oil it doesn't make you high right it doesn't make you high i got some shit at erewhon like a like a shot with oh, with yeah. the ginger no, you need to that get, didn't do anything. You need to get the oil and you need to put it's it like under your tongue. It was like a hundred dollars. No, those are the really expensive ones. You do not need to get the hundred. I'll look up some brands and send them your way. It's twenty five bucks. The a thing bottle. is, why do I need it? When I'm asleep, I'm t- when I'm tired, I'm tired. I'm asleep. No, why well, do I need? You to might use not it? need to use it. I use it for anxiety. Oh, it also really helps for pain management. So I was getting a wax. I put some oh. CBD under my tongue right when we started the wax. 20 minutes into the wax, I felt nothing. It okay. was like okay, well, so well, doable. Your first issue there. Uh, there's two issues with what you just said. One, you're still getting waxed. Two, 20 minutes? Yeah, it took a while to kick in. No, 20 minutes. Your wax is taking 20 minutes? Or maybe it was a little bit less than that. Okay, because. Yeah, maybe. It's oh, my God. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> just You're like, like shook right I now. am like, I am having PTSD from my waxing yeah. days and I cannot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds horrible. But, um, okay. CBD oil. We'll do. We need to figure it. it. We need to figure it out. I don't, I don't understand. I'm going to convert you. Okay. Okay. Should we get into the interview? Oh yes. So we interviewed Alex Morehouse. She is, oh my God. She was like an Amazon woman. Beauty. Beauty. Like six, two, like, <laughs> Scout was like, "Sorry, we're short." I know <laughs> because we could barely. Oh my hug her. god, she was be- like just glowing, beautiful. And she is such an interesting story. Such a great story. Um, I think you guys will really like it if you're, um, even if you're not into modeling or photography or something like that. Like, she, I think there was we kind of dove way deeper than what she does. About a lot of mental what, health stuff. Yeah, like we do- we dove a lot deeper into like the industry and the goods and bads of modeling and um. She just has such great insights, and it was a really fascinating conversation. So we hope you guys like it. Here we go. Okay, okay. Sisters, my goal these days is to always look put together when I leave the house. Nothing over the top or super dressed up or anything like that. I just want to look put together and feel good about what I'm wearing in an effortless yet refined way. When I look at my closet every single morning and think about what I can wear that is chic and intentional, I usually end up grabbing one of my Jenny Kane sweaters and I always end up loving the way I look and the way I feel in them. You all know, sisters, that when I envision my highest self, I am wearing Jenny Kane. Their sweaters are the quintessential must-have item. I cannot stop wearing my Marina set. I throw it on and immediately feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. Like I could just walk on the beach in Santa Barbara. It is the coastal grandma aesthetic. My favorite Jenny Kane sweater right now is their everyday sweater in taupe. This is the definition of a staple that every woman must have in their wardrobe. Sisters, trust me on this one. I wear it with leggings, oversized jeans and a little kitten heel or a silk maxi skirt. Legit, Mads and I are so obsessed with wearing our Johnny Kane sweaters that we've literally shown up both wearing the same sweater once, the white alpaca cocoon crew neck, which is this deliciously oversized sweater. Yeah, that moment takes the cake. Both of us walking in with our matching Jenny Kane sweaters. We're obsessed. Can't take them off. Wearing them every day. The type of staples that save your outfit. That is what I love about their entire collection. It is truly the art of simplicity. They focus on comfort, quality, and timeless design. So you can curate a wardrobe that never goes out of style. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code OKSIS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order, J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com, promo code OKSIS. O-K-A-Y-S-I-S. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Ever since having a baby, I've been extremely conscious about what I spend my money on and which products I use. And clothing is no different. I want my wardrobe to be sustainable, good quality, and timeless. You have to be talking about Whimsy and Row, right? Whimsy and Row is an LA-grown, eco-conscious brand born out of the love for cute, comfy, and classic styles. Every piece is made by women for women. Quality goods, local production, natural and organic fabrics. Yes, please give me all the linens. Just like OK Sister, Whimsy and Row is based on the idea that women are multidimensional. There's a balance of flirty feminine and minimal masculine in all of our wardrobes, and Whimsy and Row means exactly that. From special occasions to everyday effortless styles, their clothing is meant to mix and match and wear on repeat. I have been wearing their Kira pant in black linen 
probably three times a week. Sisters, if you've been listening to this podcast or following me on Instagram, you know that Whimsy and Rose Kira Pant in Black Linen is a sisterhood staple at this point. Founder Rachel Temko created the brand back in 2014 because she wanted to create an approachable and inclusive brand that cared for the people and the planet first. Get the full Whimsy experience IRL at their Venice location or shop online at whimsyandrow.com. Their store in Venice is so cute, I can attest. And if you're in LA, I highly recommend stopping by. They are always putting on these amazing community events. They just launched their spring summer collection and we will be living in it all summer long. Visit their website, whimsyandrow.com. That's W-H-I-M-S-Y-A-N-D-R-O-W.com and use code OKSISTER for 15% off. Okay, sisters, let's talk about hair shedding. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Hi, I've been there. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. Ugh, thinning hair just isn't the vibe. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster-growing hair with less shedding. Amen. Everyone's root causes of hair thinning are different, so a one-size-fits-all approach to hair growth just doesn't cut it. Nutrafol has multiple formulas that are tailored to give your hair what it needs to grow through different stages, such as postpartum, like me. After I gave birth, I noticed that around the crown of my head, my hair was shedding. I've been taking Nutrafol for almost three months at this point, and I am not kidding you when my husband, my friends, my family have been commenting on how long, strong, and healthy my hair has been looking lately. I mean, sisters, if you've been watching OK Sister on YouTube, you've seen my hair. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement for six months. I mean, 86% is a lot of women. Take their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code OKSIS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code OKSIS. Introducing Alex Morehouse, the CEO and founder of the Gypsy Shack Collective, the Gypsy Shack Talent Agency, and Archive the Magazine. On top of her eight plus years as a model, she has also been dabbling in photography as well as styling for six years, which explains her degree in fashion merchandising. She is beginning her video career and also acts as a consultant for multiple startups. Currently living in LA, she also visits New York bi-monthly and travels regularly for work retreats to places like Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, and Yosemite, which sounds heavenly. So without further ado, Alex Morehouse. 
Hello, thank you. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, what a that was a that was an impressive end. I list. Like a world traveler. Like, <laughs> wow, when you hear it back, my life sounds really exciting. Because <laughs> it is probably. We'll get yeah, into it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's start it off. Introduce yourself. Um. Well, yeah. So I have TGS Collective, which is like my baby. That's been the last year and a half of my life. Um, but I did go to Cal State Long Beach for mm. fashion merchandising. So that's what I have my degree in. And I've been in Southern California about five years now, but originally was from like Yosemite. So a tiny, tiny mountain town way. You're up from Yosemite? About 60 miles outside of the park. Damn. Wow. I never yeah. hear of anybody from uh, there. Yeah, anyone so cool. who lives there. That's yeah. incredible. It's, it was really cool, but there's not a ton of like opportunity mm-hmm. compared yeah. to having LA in your backyard where you can just get to downtown. Like the closest. I think the closest Target to me was, like, two hours. Wow. So we didn't have, like, Costco, Trader Joe's, any of the stuff wow. that, like, you normally have here. It was, like, a treat for us to get to go there. That That's is insane. real small town. Yeah. So was college your first, like, exit from that? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I left, and I didn't even go back home for my first summer after college. After you were my just like, I'm, year. I'm my hooked mom, Yeah. She was <laughs> like, I knew as soon as you left the house, like, you were gone. You were gone. Oh, no. Yeah. And they still <laughs> live up there? Yeah, so they're still all up north. My wow. parents are divorced, but they both still live up there. And then my mom remarried, and he has kids, and they have kids now. So oh most of the family is up north. Got it. Wow. Yeah. So you're like and a little butterfly. And it's yeah. not that hard, though, to go visit them. It's so close. Yeah. It, what I liked about it in college was it was far enough to be, like, inconvenient. So my mom <laughs> wouldn't just, like, come down whenever she wanted. But, like, if I had to get home, I it was could. Easy. But it's a exactly. seven-hour drive. Yeah. That's not yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. That's pretty doable every now and then. Yeah. It's not too bad. That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Okay. So let's jump in. For those that don't know, can you describe to us what the Gypsy Shack Collective is? Yeah. So it started as a food blog and then kind of evolved into a collective now of over 400 creatives internationally. So we have photographers, models, makeup artists, stylists, graphic designers, social media specialists, musicians, videographers, kind of like anything in the creative realm. Um, And they're all over the place. So we host events, we host meetups, we do networking mixers. Um, we do all kinds of stuff like community service, volunteer events. That's awesome. And then that kind of spurred into the talent agency, which is a licensed agency here in LA with no height, weight, or measurement requirements for any of its members. That's amazing. I love it. We're going to talk about all those things you just said because those are incredible. I love the fact that you don't put any height, weight requirements. I think that's so refreshing. Right. Um, so let's say someone's listening and they're super interested already. How does someone join the Gypsy Shack Collective? Yeah, so you can apply through the website. So tgscollective.com, all the info is there. Or if, like, you wanted to shoot us an email because you're confused, I run all the emails. So I can help you with the problem. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, does, we're super accessible. Yeah. Does it cost to be a part of the collective or is it just this community that – Yeah, there's no membership fee. So we do a $10 application fee just because every person who applies, we look into their portfolio. We do either an in-person interview or on the phone. Um, Back when I was running the application division just by myself, I would actually meet with everybody in person and I would shoot with every photographer. So I had like no spare time. (laughs) But um, 
yeah, we just want to make sure it's like a safe community. So we do mm-hmm. have the $10 application fee, but it doesn't cost to like be in the collective. So you have free access to the directory. You can actually log into the back end of the website and search photographer within 20 miles and it pops everybody up. You can click oh, on their profile awesome. and it has their entire portfolio. That's great. What's yeah. your what's your favorite program or project that has come out of a collaboration from someone in the collective? Um, we did a really cool project. It was honestly a year ago. But it was still to this date just like an insane project. Mm-hmm. So there were um, there was this location that we rented for four hours. It was the Valley Capri. Lana Del Rey is shot there. Like a ton oh, of really yeah. cool companies have shot there. Um, and so we had the space for four hours. And one of my favorite photographers, Rex Yu, who actually just got picked up by like a magazine today. And we're all excited That's about so it. That's so cool. Um, he was like, look, we've got this location. What if we do like multiple looks, multiple models? And we just like totally kill it like we just get a ton of content Mm -hmm. I was like okay so if we're trying to go for publication like we need a story Mm -hmm. so we did four photographers four models four looks and four hours so there was a total of 16 looks in that four hour time period with one makeup artist oh my god and it was my sister (laughs) (laughs) so she probably wanted to kill me yeah um but we knocked out like a crazy amount of looks had full video coverage and then the person who owns the house was sitting there and he's like a lot of teams come in with like really high expectations because it's an entire house with like a pool in the backyard and classic cars they drive up and like three bedrooms and he was like I've never seen anything like this and I was like we don't have time to fuck up yeah like, we have four hours we have to get the shots that's amazing so it was like it was just and the like the photos that came out of it were cool and it was cool to see each different photographer's perspective and like how mm. they captured the house mm. and each photographer worked with the same model just different outfits so it was a really cool project to look through once we printed it in our magazine um and you could really see like each person's perspective and like their style and their tones and all of that really cool stuff that we like to geek out about yeah (laughs) i love that hustle that sounds i know it's awesome it was the craziest four hours of our life yeah we we were dead after yeah Yeah, but it was well (laughs) worth it for sure so do you pull um people from the collective to showcase in your magazine yeah so now we actually take submissions so it's people from out of the collective anybody can actually submit their work to archive but we obviously favor the collective members because it was built originally only to publish for the collective members then we started opening it up because there were so many other people who were like hey like how can we contribute and I was like oh you can't (laughs) so we open it up to the whole community because we really do foster to a community not just our members even people who don't get accepted still come to a ton of our events and Mm -hmm. like build their portfolios through our meetups so we still cater to kind of everybody who comes into our path which is cool yeah do you have um, events all over the country or is it just in LA Mainly California, but Mm. we do do meetups now in New York almost every other month. That's awesome. Um, We're headed to Hawaii this month, so we're doing a big collaboration partnership with a swim company out there, and we're doing a meetup. So it's starting to spread, but primarily it's here because I'm here, and I'm kind of like the one running stuff. Yeah. Um, But it's starting to like get broader now that I'm traveling more and like we're getting interest in other states that's amazing what are the meetups like like what what's kind of a day in the life of a meetup so it depends we have two kinds we have a free outdoor meetup where we can do like a beach day or something and it's super chill it's just I bring a big white pop-up and people can hang out and lay out or they can go swimming or they can shoot so that one's really chill and kind of based more towards networking Mm. Um, because in the photography community a lot of the outdoor meetups are known for having like 300 photographers with like 
20 models. Wow. So you can't really get like good unique content or like even eye contact from your model if there's all these people trying to shoot. So we still keep the outdoor free ones kind of just like more for networking, meeting people. And then we created our indoor ticketed system where we have a space for four hours and then we brought like break it off into two time slots so models can buy tickets for like the 12 to 2 or for the 2 to 4 mm. and then they can meet all these different creatives photographers and models and like they don't have to worry about finding a photographer or paying for a location on their own oh that's Lots awesome of the locations are like a four-hour minimum some require locational insurance which isn't cheap mm. so it just all starts to add up so if we come in and like rent the rad space, break it apart so there's an even ratio photographer to model, we just kind of facilitate and they get to create without the headache of putting it all together. How did this come about? Because to me, this seems like such an obvious solution to this kind of problem. Like, was, did this not exist before? I don't think so. Okay. Wow. So yeah, this you hit the gold mine. That's why I was like, okay, like no one else is doing it. But it also is because like we set a really cool tone. Mm. So it's like a safe space. And people know that if they're coming, it's either going to be me or like one of my really close affiliates who also is really involved in TGS. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's not going to be any like weirdness from photographers or anything like that because they kind of have someone who can step in if they're giving that glance of oh help <laughs> like right because there are people who come and they just have like not the same creative vision as me sure and there was someone who was like we had a kitchen at one of the locations and he's like here like would you hold this knife and I was like no uh. I was like I'm so sorry but that's so off brand to me and if any kind of weird photo comes out with me holding a knife like some creepy horror story <laughs> like that's <laughs> yeah, not no, no. it's <laughs> not my vibe right right but like it's just because there are so many different creatives that find our events and like we get people Mm. in their 50s and 60s who come Mm. so it's like we surprisingly have a really wide array of like ages and demographics who come to the events Mm -hmm. but it's cool because we get to be that safe space for everybody Mm -hmm. so I just really push like open communication sure sure if it doesn't jive don't force it but it's not yeah it wasn't an event that other people were necessarily doing they did all the outdoor meetups and people were over them so that's why I was like okay like let's just set ratios so it can't go 300 models or whatever it just keeps everything fair Hmm. and it started really working so then we started like expanding and doing more of them and it's been just kind of taking off that's so cool yeah I kind of want to talk about the modeling world a little bit what does diversity in the modeling world mean to you? Because I know you have a very specific mission in mind when it comes mm-hmm. to your talent agency. Yeah, so diversity to me isn't necessarily what's being shown in the public eye yet, though there has been, I think, like a huge movement towards equality and like all shapes, all sizes, all of that good stuff. Because mm-hmm. there are companies doing like no Photoshop or the RE Real campaign or Dove does really cool campaigns mm-hmm. like that too but it's not streamlined yet. So they're still like the kind of rare ones and you're like, Oh, what they're doing is really cool. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't have to be saying like what they're doing is really cool. That should just be the norm. So I think we should have like (laughs) different like genders and ethnicities. And like something I'm really trying to find is like an awesome transgender model because they're hard to find, or at least for me it has been. And I so want like our agency to be a place where like everybody is welcome, literally everybody. Mm. Um, So I think, shape sizes like all of that stuff kind of feeds into diversity but it's just a matter of time for like everybody to start seeing that 
And then where do those models go from there? Like what kind of clients do you send them to or like where do they place? So how we run the agency is a lot different than like Ford or IMG, which is totally fine because I don't want to be them. Mm -hmm. Um, I started the agency when I was 21, fresh out of college. So I like made it very known to the girls and the guys that I signed like I don't have a huge client book like I don't have Nike on speed dial like hey got you more mod-. like we're not there yet so this is a very different approach and like we're trying to make a movement and set a tone in the industry like it's going to be an uphill battle it's not you getting signed and getting sent out to castings and getting bookings like I hope that happens soon but that's not what I'm expecting so I was very honest when I started the agency um, and we're actually going to be going through a rebranding in January because our license um, expires. So instead of renewing it, I'm changing the agency name. Oh, interesting. Because there's been a lot of confusion with TGS Talent and TGS Collective. Mm. So people will get accepted to the collective and they're like, awesome, I'm represented by this agency. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, hey, girl, <laughs> like, so excited to have you. But <laughs> it's like just the most awkward conversation. Yeah. So we're changing it to more agency. So it's half of my last name and it's a oh. way that we can really like play with branding and introduce new segments to the agency so we can be offering more makeup artists or more stylists and start signing different categories so I'm excited for that and we're going to be doing that like in the turn of the new year and we'll be signing a ton more people to our roster and opening up submission to anybody who wants to apply not just collective members I really like that story of how it was kind of like an issue that you probably didn't foresee, you know, naming both of the companies the same mm-hmm. and then having that issue. Like, did what other things, what other obstacles did you come across that you overcame? Because I am so interested when I talk to, like, entrepreneurs and people who own businesses. Like, there's there's so much, like, shit that happens in the back yeah. that people don't talk about. And totally. so what are some things that you've learned along the way, some, like, mistakes you might have made, and how did you overcome them? Yeah, so I mean, the whole thing for me was like a very new um, situation. Like, I've done online stores since I was 16, like using my parents' resale and wholesale licenses. Oh, wow. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So, that was kind of like, yeah, the low key young Alex hustle. Mm-hmm. And then um, I was surrounded by like entrepreneurs. So, all of my parents own small businesses of some kind. So, it wasn't a foreign thing to me of like everybody around me works a nine to five. We have mortgage, like, That wasn't the world I lived in. So for me going to college, I was like, what can I do for myself? Like, what kind of business do I get to create? So my mindset was like different from the beginning, but it was still a ton of like information that I didn't know. So I set up my business through LegalZoom, which now, thank God, I don't have to use anymore. But when you don't know anything, they have all the forms. They have a ton of information that's just like easy access. You can have access to attorneys or whatever. Um, So that's how I kind of started fumbling my way through And then getting the talent agency license was, like, another headache with all these hoops that you have to jump through. Because online, you, like, do X, Y, and Z, hit next, get to the next page, and you have to do X, Y, and Z. But until you get all of those things checked, you can't go to the next page. You don't even know what you have to do next. So Mm. I had to make sure that I got my live fingerprint scan. I had to make sure, like, you do all this random stuff, submit it, hit next. So it's, like, this never-ending process of, like, paperwork and, like, loopholes and, like, emailing people, hoping they get back to you quickly. All the sexy stuff. <laughs> All the sexy stuff. <laughs> that no idea. To do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was a lot of that, and my brain doesn't work, like, in an accounting-type setting. So my first person to kind of invest in for my business was Isaac Prieto, who's, like, my amazing accountant, bookkeeper, tax guy. 
So he takes care of all that That's stuff. So for important, me, yeah. Which is just super nice because he's literally been trained to like look for what the IRS looks for. Because that's my biggest fear is like <laughs> having the IRS come yeah, after totally. me. Yeah, totally. I'm like, I'm saying. Knocking on your door. Receipt. I yeah. mail poor Isaac bags full of oh receipts for God. him to organize. <laughs> that's um, amazing. But it's just my brain doesn't work that way. So I knew like if yeah. anything was going to trip me up, it was going to be that. So I made sure to have him, which has helped me like so much, just making sure I know where I stand or like yeah. how much I've invested in the company. And that's all so that important. It's so important identifying your weaknesses and then hiring someone yeah. that is, that's their strength totally. that's something so self-aware because like with me i'd be like oh i could do everything on a business but no it, yeah. it's like no well, you I need to be able to ask for help and hire people that are better than you yeah. at certain things i think it's hard because especially in the beginning you wear so many hats and you you have to wear so many hats so even if you have weaknesses in some areas sometimes you need to pick up the slack but to be able to delegate 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 is like so key to be able to delegate areas that you're not super strong in that's when the magic happens and even in the beginning i feel like you said like you were so good at all these you know the creative aspect of it but if you were going to hire one person it had to be something that you knew was a weakness of yours and not like hiring like a marketing person or something because like you just had to do what was like the best in that in that scenario i like that like from like a business standpoint like half the battle is like numbers like you have to be able to afford rent you have to be able to afford having your website up like all of that stuff and if you have no idea how much you're investing into this thing you don't know how much you're spending after a year of being in business Mm -hmm. or like any of that stuff and it's not like an easy fun like woo, let's start a business i'm gonna start making hundreds of thousands of dollars in the first month like yeah if you do tell me your secret because (laughs) like i would hit us up do a a free write-up and archive Um, but no it's like it's a lot of hard work so it's like you kind of have to be doing something i think that you're passionate about because then you're doing what you love and you might be crying at the end of the night but like it's because you're so excited and you're so passionate you just want it to work and you have to figure out a way to make it happen right but if you don't love what you're doing it's a shit ton of work for not very much reward absolutely talking about loving what you're doing i really want to get into this magazine archive with you (laughs) i'm so excited so i when i was 22 i started my own magazine and we had a three issue run and it was sold in barnes and noble and newsstands across the country and it was my baby and it was one of the best things i've ever done in my life and so when i saw the magazine obviously i got super excited so tell us about it how often does it come out what does it feature where can we find it yeah so we published our 12th issue yesterday so we've been around for exactly (gasps) a year yeah so we do monthly on the first of every month it comes out consistently and each month has a theme which I learned in the beginning don't make your theme too specific because Mm. they won't deliver um, so when we did like the theme color story, we needed a color for red or red, orange, yellow, green, blue, purple, pink, black, white. But if people didn't turn in a color, it was then we're short a color. <laughs> mm. So I'm sitting there two days before this thing has to be published. I'm like, OK, cool. We need orange and blue. Uh, I'm like, I'm not that good of a photographer yet. Like, uh, so I hit up one of my photographers signed a talent and I was like, hey, I have a model. I have everything. I just need you to shoot it. That's all I need. He was like, okay. And then I surprised him and actually bought a whole world, a whole wardrobe for myself to shoot blue. So after he shot orange, I was like, okay, cool. Now we can go shoot blue. I actually found a spot already. And he was like, wait, what? Uh, and I was like, yeah, you like, tricked it'll him. Be, it'll be really it. quick. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay. So he shot a couple colors for me. Um, but yeah, it's been super fun. So it's mostly fashion and beauty focused. And we have introduced like written word poetry. Cool. Um, this last 
last issue we had an illustrator submit some like hat pieces because the theme was Mad Hatter. Oh, that's um, cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah. What are some other examples of themes that you've done? We've done black and white after we did color story. So it's kind of like a cool polar opposites thing. Mm-hmm. That was a really cool issue. And then we're doing warm autumn tones is our next one coming up. Um, so it's usually like a co- so it's favorite. so it's like color kind co- of because if you get too specific, it just gets like too complicated. Yeah, so I, I've kind of found that if I keep it more to like a color tone or a color palette. That it, it makes helps. it more cohesive for the Got submissions. It. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm all over the place if people are doing like neon pinks and purples, and then it's like all black. Yeah. And then it's like all desert neutrals. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. going on here? It's a lot of color. Yeah. So, what made you want to start a magazine? Um, it gave our photographers and models a place to see their work in print. And I've been doing a ton of PR work for a lot of the photographers. So, I get them picked up in other magazines. And it's really cool to see it not like on an Instagram feed or mm-hmm. just like scrolling through and you're like, Oh, that's pretty validate it for two seconds. When you see something in print, like you can feel it and like look at it and you can f- feel it deeper. I feel. Um, so I just wanted to kind of start that so we could start printing up everybody's work. And then it started getting a lot more attention and people really, really liked that they were coming out monthly because it gave them a monthly opportunity to maybe mm-hmm. get published cool. or to work on getting their work to a place where we would publish it. Yeah, Scout That's is awesome. really into print. She's yeah. like a she'll never she'll never believe that print is dead. <laughs> I know. I mean, I think that it's not as prevalent as it used to be. But I think obviously, it's coming back, like records. I are think so. Back. I think you're right because there's a lot of really amazing niche magazines that are booming right now and that's the thing it's not necessarily like yeah there's people and like there's all those big magazines but some of the really cool like low-key not even underground but just like stuff that not everybody sees is like lucy's magazine um yeah yeah uh paper milk yeah love those cereal yeah Yeah, (laughs) hot dogs (laughs) anything with food there's probably a magazine lucky peach yeah Yeah, but there are like there's some really cool like low-key magazines Mm. that have like amazing pieces it's like all that stuff that we save for inspo on instagram but like it's really cool to see it in In person it is it's it's amazing so where can people find it archive you can order through our website cool yeah so there's an archive mag tab on the menu and you can access all 12 of them that's awesome yeah. oh that's cool so people can go back and, and get the previous yeah. ones that's good you yeah. must have yeah. boxes of magazines at your house well it's nice because we don't because i do to, <laughs> well i don't have to like for our own magazine it's all just made to order so oh, if you were cool. to order one they'd like be running you off your own copy so i don't have to sit there like oh got another one ship it that's out. awesome it makes it a lot easier for me that is super cool yeah. i love that idea yeah and then i don't have to invest like tons of money in like boxes of magazines that is so that's smart really, yeah, that's just that's smart i yeah. love that um so talk to us about modeling so you were a model before this yeah i wasn't ever signed to a big agency so okay Ever since I was little, like, I'm one now, so I'm, like, I've always been tall, mm-hmm. and I have really strong cheekbones, so people are like, oh, like, you have to be a model. <laughs> like, yeah. Or, like, a basketball thanks. player. Yeah. It could, yeah. It, it could go either way. And if I you're tall, you have eye coordination, so I was like, please stop asking me. Yeah. I don't dunk. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't play volleyball. I love um, that. But, yeah, so it wasn't ever something, obviously, in my tiny town that I could, like, do but there were a few local photographers who did senior portraits and weddings mm. so I shot with them 
And then that was only like a couple times. Then I went to college and I started meeting photographers. And I did it for fun because I was meeting cool people. It wasn't like all work based. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of how I started like building my little bit of a network. And then through TGS, like I started connecting more and more people and like discovering more people and people started applying. So like people who I didn't even hear of were suddenly on my radar because they found us. So I just started like mass connecting with a ton of people over the last six years or so. Yeah. And just like creating a ton of content, getting to know my body and all of that. Yeah. Um, Did you have any experiences as a model that led you or like inspired you then to make that no height, no weight requirement? Like, was there something that happened or was it just a trend you were seeing or like? How did that come about specifically? Yeah, so freshman year of college, I overdosed on weight loss meds wow. um, and then was hospitalized. Didn't obviously tell the doctors why. So they were just like, oh, severe dehydration and a migraine. And I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so I was vomiting like 14 times in the hospital. And I was like, hmm, probably shouldn't do that again. And I just kind of realized what I did to myself to try to fit in because mm. I had come from like my tiny town to Orange County where all the girls Such are a beautiful shock. and tan and tall and lean and they probably all know how to surf and they probably have five guys who want to be with them. So <laughs> I was just trying to fit that new mold that I was surrounded by but that I didn't fit. Mm. And so that's when I was kind of like not about like submitting out to other agencies or anything and I never wanted to have an agency, never thought I would own an agency. Mm. Um, but once TGS Collective started growing and I was like, okay, like if we can be booking these people for paid jobs, like we could all be making money. Then I decided to kind of create an agency that I would want to be a part of without the pressures of the other agencies. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of like from the darkness came the light, but that's kind of what pushed the no measurement, like no height and all of that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's an amazing such story. a moving story. What do you think in the industry, where do you think mental health plays a part in all of this? It affects everybody, like every single person, the casting directors, like everybody has issues with their image, like men as well as women. We just don't Mm. talk to men as much about it. Good point. Um, But I mean, we all have moments where like we wake up and we're like, (laughs) oh, not today. (laughs) Um, And like we all think that like our bodies aren't always in prime 120 percent shape. So that's for me kind of just been shifting my mind and shifting my perspective and just learning to be okay with where I'm at now. And it helps that I'm like with an agency that promotes all of that because I kind of am forced to walk the talk, but it really does hold me accountable And I try to be super honest through my posts and everything, like, when I'm feeling like I have a fat day. And then I'm like, I know I'm not fat because there are those people who are going to be like, but Alex, you're so Mm. sick. I get that. But we all have those times where we look in the mirror and we're like, like, what can I wear to cover this all up? And then there are those other days where you wake up and you're like, oh, hell yes. Like, (laughs) I'm going to wear my short shorts and, like, do do do. So it's a journey for everybody. I just think that it's really important to kind of come to a place where you're just happy with who you are. And Mm -hmm. like, if it's you wanting to lose weight, like I think it should be shifted from trying to lose weight to like trying to be healthy yeah, and trying to allow your body to like do its best and function its best versus like the crash dieting or like the weight loss pills, which I can vouch, like they do not do what you want them to do. Yeah, absolutely Um, not. So yeah, I think it's nice too, because like there is a small shift in the industry. So I think it's being talked about more Mm -hmm. and I think people are being much more like transparent about it. Um, but it's still like a very slow, slow process. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. I love that you're shedding light onto it. I think that's super admirable. Um, talking about the industry a little bit, 
let's say someone's listening and kind of wants to break into the industry, what advice would you give them? Um, if they're wanting to break in as a model, I would definitely say, like, know your self-worth before trying to, like, get in front of a camera and have mm-hmm. other people tell you what your worth is. Oh, I love that. Yeah, exactly. Woo! You just Snaps. You have to, like, you have to be confident. Like, there's this gorgeous girl who I was going to send out for a casting, and just through the text, I could feel, like, she wasn't confident. Oy. And it was for a quote-unquote plus-size role. And I can totally get how those words could have a trigger. And I'm like, girl, like, it's just a role. And if that's what you're going to be booking right now because of industry standards, like, that's not going to change right now. Like, there is a shift and we're trying to push that. It's like, but I can't be putting you out for a role if I can feel that you're not 100% confident and happy in doing this. I couldn't do that to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So how do you encourage the models to instill that confidence or how do you get them to see themselves in that light? I think a lot of it is kind of a personal self journey. Um, like the eating healthy, working out a little bit, getting mm-hmm. some sunlight, all of that stuff definitely helps in just like keeping yourself to your best, I guess, mm-hmm. like feeding your body how you should be feeding it and kind of fueling this vessel that we get to use. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of starts leading to like a more toned body or whatever that whatever that might be. But I think it's important to like remember that our bodies are always going to be changing and evolving mm-hmm. or like women when we get pregnant, like that's going to be a whole different ball game that we're going to have to like discover our bodies and like be okay with stretch marks and like all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a matter of realizing that this body is something we get to use like for the short term that we're here, the 80 to 90 years that we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just to, like be okay with that in every state and I think especially with the industry shifting like that's a little bit more okay now Mm. um you don't have to be necessarily the tiny precise measurements that you used to have to be although for some agencies you still do which is kind of sad to see um but I think yeah at the end of the day like you just have to be confident and secure in who you are and that allows you to go into a casting with confidence or just to kind of own what you do have because that's what people are looking for. They don't want a timid, scrawny little girl sitting there scared. They right. want someone who walks in and like owns the room and they're ready to represent their brand and mm. shoot that commercial and make friends. That's like the face that they want to work with. Absolutely. And what are some things that you do to kind of keep yourself in check and keep that positivity? Like, is there something, a routine or a ritual that you do daily to kind of keep that going for yourself? Yeah. So not daily, though I should do this daily. Um, I kind of like to call it a hybrid of like meditation and affirmation. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in the car and I'm in a lot of traffic, I'll turn off the radio and just kind of sit there and just kind of prepare my day for positivity and opportunity. And I'll just kind of speak that into existence. So I'll say, you know, I'm so excited for the people who I'm going to meet today. And I'm so excited for the different experiences that I get to have. I'm excited to see different places today or to try new food mm. or to broaden my perspective and just hear from other unique people. Um, I can't wait to just have a great day. I can't wait to be used as a tool to help others. And once you start kind of setting that tone, especially if you do it early in the morning, it allows for the rest of your day to kind of follow on that vibration. Mm. And I think it's super beneficial because then if you are hit with something out of the blue or like your car breaks down or something like that, yes, you're still going to be frustrated. um, But hopefully you can kind of look at it as, okay, like this is a test of my patience. I'm going to call AAA. Mm. call my next meeting let them know it got pushed back a little bit and I'm just gonna 
proceed as I was because if we let those moments like completely frazzle us and make us go crazy I've so been there and it's not worth it so I'll just like shift my day around yeah. and keep going yeah and it's never productive to react like, no. that way that's what I was just gonna say it's so unproductive to get caught up in the nuances in life even though that's so easy to do mm-hmm. it takes a lot of mental strength to be able to take yourself out of that position, kind of switch perspectives and realize what the day is all about at the end of the day. And that happens with me like when I'm parking in downtown getting to the office. If I'm not there before 8.30, Pershing Square fills up. So then I have to park like half a mile away, which is fine. But I went out there one day and you have to pay in cash. So I was like, okay, I don't have cash. I'll go to the ATM. The ATM was broken. So all these signs were literally not letting me park there. And I was with one of my friends for the day, a photographer, and I got back in my car and I was like, we're not working down here today. I'm like, we're going back to my house or we can go back to a coffee shop down the street. And she was like, oh, she's like, okay. I'm like, do you mind? She's like, no, not at all. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's go get some coffee. It'll save me money versus doing another ATM, doing the ATM fee. I was like, I'll just buy you coffee. Yeah. And she was like, okay. And then it automatically took that like anxiety and that frustration and that like things aren't going as planned. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just have a new plan. And that one's you shifted. Work. You shifted. Yeah. That's and amazing. it like changed the entire course of my day. Because if I just kept trudging through trying to make it happen, I would have been so flustered and just like, ugh, like yeah. not in a good space. Yeah. You Shifting have is to, so hard. You it have really to let is. yourself be flexible and let yourself be malleable to yeah. the day. Agreed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like I, I think I struggle with that too, where if something doesn't go as planned, I do it have that. Everything. It throws everything off. But just really taking that step back and, and not instinctively like reacting to that thing, I totally. think is so important. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a very hard skill to learn. It's hard. So like, I try to look at it. I told my boyfriend this, I was like, I try to look at it like I'm living life as a video game. Ooh. So like if you're on phase one, level one, like you're not just driving down the roads, turning, turning across the finish line. Like there's stuff that happens like banana peels are in the road or stuff (laughs) fall out of the sky or like people come at you from other sides. Right. But you don't just get frustrated and like throw the controller like fuck this game. That's like part of the game. Like you have to get past that stuff to appreciate crossing the finish line. So whenever Mm -hmm. stuff happens like that, I'm just like, okay, like for whatever reason, I'm supposed to be driving behind this five mile an hour car when I'm rushed. (laughs) But you know what? Hopefully there's a bigger plan. Maybe I'm avoiding a car accident. I don't know. Interesting. So like when I find myself getting frazzled or like with money, when I'm like short on money for a month, I'm like, you know what? Like it's an opportunity to create and hustle. I'm like, Mm -hmm. how can I make $300 X, Y, and Z? Okay, let's get to work. So -hmm. it's like looking at it as what do I get to do to hit the next level? And that's helped me a ton just in like my mental shift, like changing how I view my circumstance. That video game metaphor is it gold. helps me so much. That I've so never true. heard anything quite like that compared to daily life. And I love that analogy. Yeah. I think that is awesome. Yeah. And it it's helps. something so visual and so it's so like we're we can see that mm-hmm. and that it's it seems so perfect and it's so that. easy like mario kart yeah just that's like, what i was picturing mario kart we stuff in the way like yeah it would just be like it'd be boring. too it would be boring. Be so boring and it wouldn't be yeah it wouldn't be as fulfilling when you cross it and you probably wouldn't even cross it like yeah. there'd yeah. be zero point yeah you just so be like, yeah exactly exactly that's so funny um okay so let's talk about photography so you had mentioned like photography and video is kind of a new avenue and a new way that your business is going so Expand upon that and how how that's kind of shifted your your vision. So my personal journey as a creative has been like a mirror image, I guess, of TGS as it's been evolving. Um, And we have photographers, we have videographers. But if I were to have a client or a company come and say, hey, we need this. 
I have to know how to like tell my photographer what I need from them. I can't just say, hey, shoot this campaign. And they're like, okay. Mm. I have to be able to talk about like exposure, angles. Is this high fashion? Is it street? What time of day are we shooting? Do I want shadows? Do I want controlled light? Like it's all that stuff that like you don't really think about. But if I'm telling somebody I need this, this, and this executed, I have to know how to make that happen. And that's my job managing models, managing makeup and hair, stylists, all that other stuff. Um, So I've been shooting on like a point and shoot since I was like in middle school, but it was obviously nothing professional Mm -hmm. or like with purpose. It was just like fun photos. And then I started shooting a little bit the last year and a half. I had my parents' old Nikon D100, which is 15 years old and shoots at less than eight megapixel. So our phones have a clearer photo than that multi-thousand dollar camera which was like top of the line 15 years right ago. that's crazy so that's what I learned to shoot and that helped me with like composition and mm. like what different angles and stuff I can do even though it was like really grainy mm. um and then I bought a rebel t6 just kind of like as a step up and it was like a 400 dollar deal that I got on Groupon and I got a Ooh, sweet a printer yeah I love Groupon yeah <laughs> so that shout like out to Groupon really well and that was an awesome like starter camera and it shot video so I could start to play with video And then once I started realizing it was something like people wanted to start booking me for and paying me for, I had to step up my game. So I bought a $4,000 camera (laughs) Um, and that shoots really good. (laughs) Better. Yeah. Just like the cost of my firstborn child. (laughs) Um, So that was really cool. Like getting to play with that. And I have obviously so many people who I can like seek guidance from or counsel from. Um, Daniel Britton, who's like my right hand guy is like kind of leading TGS production for video and for photo. So it's nice having him because any questions I have, he can help me. Or he, like, formatted my my camera for me and, like, my external hard drive and all that other stuff. So I have such an awesome group of people to pull from. It's, Mm -hmm. like, made my journey doing photography and video a lot easier. And I have people who actually do all my edits for video. Mm. So I don't personally edit. I just tell them what I want, where I want, and any changes I need made. And they do that side of it for me, too, which allows me to just, like, create content at a crazy pace without getting caught up on the stuff that I don't necessarily know how to do. Mm -hmm. I need to have, like, a basic learning or understanding of video editing, but it's not something I'm trying to, like, become. You're a great delegator, and I think that's a really strong attribute in a leader. Mm -hmm. It helps. And it's hard, though, because as someone who has, like, a big ego and like wants to control everything. It's hard being like, actually you can do, do that. Yeah. Actually, Take that off my plate. You can run social media, touch base a little bit here and there is Pinterest. Okay, cool. Are our blogs going, but it is really hard. Like initially like having your baby and then being like, Oh, uh, giving up like certain okay, things. Yeah. You can just do that and check in with me or I'll be texting you every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how you do. It's definitely, yeah. It's a fine line between delegation and then also like, and my, not being a micromanager. I mean, that's yeah. something that just, like, yeah. you need to give you, – you need to let your employees and your people shine where they where they should. Um, but I like that idea of just, like, yeah, for, like, editing, you kind of came – you're at peace with not knowing how to do – you're not trying to be a videographer. You're not trying to right. be, like, an editor. Yeah. And that's really important to come to terms with. Like, for me, I I want to keep working in tech, but, like, I don't want to be a software engineer, but I need to know the lexicon. I need to know the vocabulary. I need to know how to delegate certain things to that person. 
Um, so like just learning, learning the basis, but you know, I don't need to be a software engineer. Like right. I don't need to yeah. learn how to code. Like that's not necessary. Right. Just like knowing kind of where it you helps fit. To have a knowledge base. And exactly. And then you can have like educated conversations. Not, I want a really bright, pretty picture for this campaign. And they're, <laughs> like, and they're like, what? What is that? Right. Pity, like no. overexposed or do you want flash? Do you, like, what do you want? So right. just being able to like speak the lingo a little bit and let them take care of the details helps a ton absolutely what kind of tips do you have for someone who's just starting out in photography um definitely I would like take workshops or classes or like YouTube has so many tutorials and stuff that people have um it's just again like not like broadening that knowledge base and I think it's 50% taking the photo your camera settings and all that stuff and then 50% in post-production because I've seen people really ruin what could have been an easy, simple, pretty photo because they try to do crazy stuff with like their coloring or their shadows or their saturation or whatever. Mm. Um, so I think just kind of at least how I like to edit is we all have a specific style or a vibe, but I like to kind of keep it as true to the image and the subject as possible. Same with like retouching faces, which seems to be like a hot topic lately. I'll take out zits. I won't take out birthmarks unless mm. someone asks me to, mm. but I'm not trying to like change someone's face. Um, but someone told me when I asked him about face retouching and he was like, well, the camera's job is to literally capture every single bit of your face. Mm. We spend thousands of dollars on these lenses so that they capture everything. So when you see it played back on a computer, there's going to be a ton of stuff on her face that you and I don't Don't see, see. Mm. but like you can see the pores, you can see 30 little tiny baby zits that we would never know she had, but the camera captures that. So it's not a matter for me when I'm doing skin retouching of over editing and taking all that stuff out, but I am getting rid of the stuff that's not on her face all the time. Like it's not a part of her. Got it. If I get a photo back and it's, I have this huge mountainous zit right here that would have taken 0.2 seconds to just clone stamp out. Yeah, I'm like, why? What? Like, I'm not married to the zit. Like, I don't have some feminist <laughs> movement of like, don't touch my. No, no, take I don't want it out. Yeah, take like, it out. Pretty. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, so I think for people starting out, it's like get information. There's tons of like info that you can easily access on YouTube or Google. Um, and get a nice camera or one that like kind of fits your budget. It's not solely the camera that does all the work, but like it does help. When mm-hmm. I bought a $4,000 camera, the shots coming out of that were really nice compared to the other one that I had, but you yeah. have to start somewhere mm-hmm. yeah. and you have to learn composition and like posing and framing and all that other stuff. So whatever that it. looks like. Yeah. I love it. Should we do some current fixations? Yes. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll start. Okay. So my current fixation actually kind of follows up to some things that you were just talking about, which I think is perfect. Um, My current fixation right now is positive affirmations, as you kind of mentioned. That is really perfect. Right? (laughs) Isn't that perfect? So I read this book, Which is Fulfilled by Wayne Dyer, and um, it's all about manifesting what you want out of life and how to manifest correctly and all the steps of manifestation and what it really means to manifest. But one of my biggest takeaways is in this one chapter he talked about sleep and how the moments before we go to bed are actually some of the most formative times in regards to our mental health Mm. so if we go to bed with thoughts of anxiety or depression or stress or mistake or anything negative that seeps into your subconscious when you go to bed and therefore you wake up 
not in a you you might wake up fine but you're not necessarily setting yourself up to wake up in a good space Mm. so if you can eradicate all of those negative thoughts before going to a bed and instead fill them with positive affirmations your subconscious will process positivity and Mm. therefore allowing you to wake up with a much clearer state of mind so some of the positive affirmations that i use i say over and over i am content i'm fulfilled i am joy I am love and I'm safe. Those are my five main positive affirmations. And I'll just repeat them over and over and over again. But what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to feel the positive affirmation. So Mm -hmm. if you're saying I am joy, you need to try to cultivate feelings of joy. That's how it really gets stamped into your subconscious. So I'll go over them and over them and over them. And it almost becomes like a meditation. And then before I go to bed, I'm kind of in this like meditative, happy, good kind of place. Or if I can't sleep, I'll just do my positive affirmations over and over. It's kind of like counting sheep in a way. Um, So that's my positive affirmation. It's been really helpful for me. It's really, as we were talking about, kind of shifting perspective sometimes in your day. Sometimes a positive affirmation can shift your entire day real quick, can shift your perspective. So I've been utilizing that tool a lot these days. Um. So is this something you do right before you go to sleep or this are you on your phone scrolling before you no, go to sleep? No, this is what I do while I'm laying down with my That's eyes. That's because I, I definitely am on my phone scrolling through Instagram. And it's no, no, the no, it's worst. No, it's when you put your phone down and you literally close your eyes. Okay. okay. You're like you're like going to sleep. Okay. So I'm closing my eyes trying to fall asleep. So yeah, I mean is when I do them. Yeah, that's I mean that's amazing. I I just, I'm trying to get out of this habit. I will literally get in bed. I'm ready to go. It's like the perfect time to go to sleep. And I'll just scroll, 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 scroll. scroll. Hours go by. And I'm just like, what the? What I am I do that. doing? Like, I never do that. I do that so much. It and is it's scary because you scary. can go into your phone settings if you have an iPhone and mm. check your usage per app and it tells you how many. No, we like, don't need to look at oh, no. okay. <laughs> no. hours you spend a day on it. And it's oh, like, it's so scary. We do not. Need I don't to know look what at it that. is. I think it's like this weird just like I don't want to go to sleep yet. Like I don't want the day. I don't know what it, it's like. Ugh, I am jumping into bed. Ready. No, I'm jumping into bed. I don't know what it is. I just I like sit there you and it's. Try so bad affirmations and it's so but yeah and i mean but even before that i need to stop like the the yeah, hour yeah, scrolling like that. having screens right before you're going to it's bed terrible. is just it or like try setting a timer like a 15 minute timer because yeah. i even find most of the time when i'm scrolling through stuff at like midnight it's not like people are posting fresh content yeah in it's the anyways yeah i'm going over like the same other stuff or like i'm maybe searching for specific people but if i had something that was like okay you're done i'm like yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. No, I okay, but I love that because that's I need it's to find some. Helpful. I need to find a different because I don't. I don't go to sleep feeling refreshed. I go to sleeping like I just <laughs> saw so much on Instagram and now I'm asleep. Yeah. Like it's not a good peaceful like end to my day. Yeah. And I want to start implementing something that's more about like ending my day in a more positive. You should and peaceful try positive way. affirmations. Okay. Your turn? Yes, my turn. Okay, so I hate to like plug another podcast on our podcast, but Ooh. I'm a big, big, big podcast person. Um, I just came across this podca- podcast called The 90- 92nd Street Y. So it's a podcast where like two guests were, will interview one another, and it's at the 92nd Street Y in New York. Um, it's this like leading cultural and community center, I guess. And um, they put on these like fascinating talk series. And some of my favorites have been Malcolm Gladwell and Brian Grazer. So Brian Grazer, we talked about on a previous episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he wrote the book called A Curious Mind. He's this very 
um, successful movie producer. So he talked with Malcolm Gladwell about, you know, kind of both of their books and and uh, and they have this great friendship as well. So it was kind of silly, uh, too. Uh, another one I loved was Nell Scavell and John Oliver. Really uh, good. John yeah. John Oliver is hilarious. Sorry, her name is Nell Scoville. I always say it's Nell Scoville. She just wrote this book called Just the Funny Parts, and she's this very famous TV writer, and it's oh, kind of like... Oh, that book. Yeah, so it's kind of like how she broke into the bro world of TV writing um, and kind of snuck her way in. She's like a very, very successful... Her resume is incredible, and she's always kind of been behind the scenes, and now she wrote this book just kind of exposing the the bro culture and world of tv writing um she also co-wrote lean in with cheryl stamberg which is incredible and she wrote a lot of jokes for obama for the white house correspondence yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah so that it's just there are a lot of great um guests and it's just i like how it's not just a, a host interviewing other guests and like notable people it's actually both of them interviewing each other and they usually have a rapport before they usually know each other from another part of their lives um so it's nice to kind of have that banter that's awesome it's a really cool podcast i I think yeah everyone should i'm gonna listen to that on my way home from la okay your turn turn. your turn (laughs) um okay so i think one that i have been obsessed with just like for a while is infinite possibilities by mike dooley Ooh, which is, is a like book? my new Bible. Yeah, okay. it's fantastic. And I literally was in a Barnes and Noble just like waiting for a friend, went to like the self-help area. <laughs> the and best area. And like found this book and I like just opened it up to a random page, read a sentence and it like combined the thoughts that I'd been raised in with like a conservative Christian household mixed with like my more worldly hippie views that I've kind of founded as an adult. And it, like, married the two together and, like, put them in one sentence that, like, explained everything. That's and I was crazy. Like, Holy Whoa. cow. So, like, Google searched the guy because I was like, maybe he's crazy. Because, like, if he's thinking the things I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> he must be like, crazy. an award-winning, best-selling author. So I bought the book and, like, loved it. I started, like, putting it on all my social channels. I have, like, 15 people reading it right now. Oh, it's love that. We need so to get it. Cool. it. It talks about, like, a lot of what we've already been discussing is, like, mm. shifting your perspective. Mm. And, like little stuff like that and doing the affirmations and manifesting change like you would love 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 it okay we need this i love i love a good book that you just can't stop talking and giving it to people as gifts and recommending it over and over getting commission off yeah (laughs) if mike julie ever hears me speaking of him oh my god because i've sold so many of Of his copies i love it that is amazing books for this guy yeah i love that it's so good though and he has another one manifesting change which Mm. is not as good i think because i read the first one a lot of it is like similar information that crosses over but mm-hmm. infinite possibilities is like my go-to okay. wow we that's incredible that yeah i love it yeah we're big readers so. yeah read it's a good one. reader reading sis sisters reading sisters <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to make like a like sisters sissies and i was like no, sissies sounds so bad sisters yeah, I don't know. Okay, we're, we'll fine tune it. Okay. Um, okay, well, thank you so much for being here, Alex. Yeah, you're welcome. This was so yeah. fun. Okay, tell everyone where they can find you and everything. Um, you can find me and TGS at tgscollective.com or alexmorehouse.com. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Chief Wolfblood for my personal. Oh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I know. A it's a good one. Forget. It's a good one. And then TGS Collective is also TGS Collective on Instagram. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. And you can find me, Scout, at Scout Sobel. That's S C O U T S O B E L. And you can find 
OKSISpodcast at OKSISpodcast. And my name is Maddie Mayo. <laughs> <laughs> at Maddie Mayo. Hit me up. <laughs> Hit me up. All right, okay. have a good week. Bye, everybody. Love you, sisters. Bye, sisters. Hey there, I'm Dr. Tracy Dalglish, clinical psychologist and couples therapist. If there's one thing I know from both my personal and clinical experience, it's that we are really good at comparing ourselves to others. We tend to get stuck in the unhelpful narratives that play on repeat in our minds, and we struggle to set boundaries and create healthy love. Each week, I bring you clinical knowledge and evidence-based research, experiences of sitting in the therapist chair, and being a wife, mother, and business owner to talk about everyday issues we all face to help you change the dialogue in your life. Tune in every Thursday to I'm Not Your Shrink wherever you listen to podcasts. While I'm not your shrink, I am still human and I'm excited for us to be in our vulnerability and humanness together.